Hi everyone, it's the third month of the year. It's March 2, 2022 when you're watching the Philippine Market Update from Austin 10X. Let's begin. Okay, so let's take a look at the index here. So we're getting uh, 7,300 in your index, down 1%, but we are seeing obviously a strong run-up from your Nicolasia, from all of your uh, miners. Let's take a look at them. Um, you're seeing some upticks a while ago that have resulted to some reversals on the downside. SPNEC was earlier as high as 2.2. Let's take a look at that. Some solar movements actually in the Philippines. Uh, let's take a look at that. For the year, it's actually gone as high as 2.24. The highest of the peak was 2.34. It consolidated to about 1.9, 1.7, and then made a gap up here. But I surmise that uh, we have to read why SPNEC is uh, gapping up 15% in the first place. Is there a new um, new uh, acquisition or something that's uh, forcing this gap up move for Solar Philippines? This is a gap up, as you could see, a 15% move. Let's take a look at further uh, movements in the market. Uh, we are seeing all the Nicolasias also rally hard and then get some correction as well. Take note that uh, as of the year, this has rallied from $5, uh, 5 peso to 8 pesos for your Nicolasia. You're also seeing uh, FNI hit the same. This is for just the year from about less than uh, 1.16 for uh, FNI. Wait up, let's see. Wait up, wait up. Actually, FNI started about to, uh, from, from going from 2 to as high as 2.75 and then reversing to 2.6. You're seeing some selling pressure here on FNI and Nicolasia. You're seeing Mark as actually also the same. Also, this is what you call a, a reversal move, a dynamite move from about 2.08. It's now falling to 1.92. We are seeing some down ticks. That means that there are more sellers rather than buyers. Usually at the peak, uh, you are seeing these things. So we are we are actually seeing a sell side signal on Mark, FNI, and Nickel. Let's take a look at DMC and Semirara as well. Uh, DMC so far is trading at nine nine peso, but it's I actually possible that we are also nearing the peaks here rather than um, look at these. The highest was nine point forty forty two. On October, and you've got resistances somewhere here about 11 and the 10. So um, as it goes up, we are of the opinion that there will be resistances on the way up. Okay, so DMC is uh, nearing some resistances here. You're looking at Semirara as well. So we know that the commodity run-up has actually resulted to the strength of these mining power names. Uh, Semirara here uh, is about, uh, you've got the resistance about 31 to 33. So it's doing 30 pesos today. Uh, take a look as well on these resistances for your um, for your selling areas. So um, these are not these are not all time high moves. These are actually resistance heavy names. So look at it. Uh, Nicolasia actually is uh, getting some corrective movement here. Uh, a lot of your miners are getting some corrective movements. Let's take a look at Ashen. What's happening here? After a correction from about 13, Asen still hasn't found footing. It's possible that Asen wants to retest 6.76. Take note that um, it has rallied quite significantly and it is still on the way down. What about gold? Gold has been shooting up to about $1950. You could see that gold worldwide has become a safe haven asset, just as Bitcoin. Um, some people are trying to take profits here at about 1980, 1950, 1934. 
Yes, it could rally as high as $2,000 as well, but we can see that uh, the supports are here at about $18, uh, $1,800 for gold. And uh, maybe uh, it goes higher further here, uh, but you have to be on the lookout for that resistance to be taken out first. So uh, for Felix Mining, we're seeing these resistances still there, 7 peso. Uh, 7 peso and 7.50. Let's take a look at copper. So we've been bullish in commodities last year. However, nearing resistances, we want to advise that you have to be more cautious and more on the look uh, lookout on the sell side rather than looking to buy. Either you're late already, so it's actually more on the other side of the fence. Atlas, this is already at about 8 peso, 85 high. So uh, as it goes up to 8, it's probably uh, a sell signal. Last night, you're looking at oil shooting up to as high as $105. Uh, crude oil, of course, is um, has been spiking up as a result of this Russian-Ukrainian war. These geopolitical events are forcing uh, these events to happen. And wait, wait up, though. Crude oil is actually nearing these highs of about 106, 108. As it goes parabolic, we think and we would advise that people have to be very careful as these parabolic moves can also result to the peaks or the, the highest moves and then trail to the downside. Uh, so more or less, you are seeing that commodity bull moves are actually um, transpiring in the market, but uh, be careful on them. So it's actually more of a area for you to be selling rather than for you to be buying. So um, let's take a look at some of the index names as well. Market value is about $4.8 You've got 120 decliners, 63 advancers. Some nickels are actually getting some uh, resistances. Let's take a look at nickel uh, Nickel as a resource worldwide. Nickel futures. Let's take a look at nickel spots as well. So nickel continues to go up. Here at about 25000 already. That is a nickel spot. But uh, as we can see, some people also either trail stop on the on the rising prices as um, it has been rallying since uh, since actually since 2020. Right. So um, we have to be more on the lookout for potential risks as it's very high already. What else? OK, so let's take a look. So index is getting some drops. Your index corrected from 7473 down 90 points. All shares are falling 1 percent. Financials are dropping by 1%. Industrials are going down 1%. Holding firms, property firms, service industries. Mining is the only one that's up, which is brought about by your nickels, your coals, your golds, your copper. So commodity is the only one that's up. Everything else is on the red. Let's take a look at your index movers. So Jollibee is still trying to hang on at 240, although there are resistances as well. Wilcon trying to hang on. Lushatan Group, 9.5. GT Cap suffers a bit, 5.85. Avoid is power, some corrective movement here at about 35. Pure Gold is just steady at 36. AGI at 13. San Miguel at 107. Robinson's Land, 19. BPI, 8.98. JG Summit, 61. MPI, 383. Emperador, 19. Mega World, 3.2. Globe, 2.568. You're still seeing the market go red. And it seems as if the market is more on a... Selling spree. Uh, the market is on a selling spree. And uh, let's let's take a look at the results, if ever. So let's take a look. Uh, some earnings results. Material information, amendment by law. What are the top read most uh, most viewed disclosures? So SPNEC, quarterly reports and corporate disclosures. Let's understand why it went up 15% up in the first place. Um, was it just a retest of a double top? Let's take a look. 
So it says here that uh, they approved the acquisition of a lot of assets, solar Calatagan, Tarlac, Tanawan, Terra Solar, so a lot of uh, solar Philippines, Batangas, Central Zone. So let's just go through this. SPNEC would acquire the solar Philippine assets through an asset for share swap. The parent will subscribe to 24 billion shares of SPNEC at 2.5 per share. This share swap is supported by a third-party valuation and fairness opinion by FTI Consulting Philippines, an independent valuation and fairness opinion provider. The share swap would enable the increase in authorized capital stock from 10 billion to 50 billion common shares approved by the Board of Directors for approval on the stockholders' meeting set on March 7. This has yet to be executed. This share swap would expand SPNEC's portfolio from just one solar project in Nueva Ecija to a portfolio including operational projects as well as developments in various provinces of the Philippines to support its goal of developing 10 gigawatts of solar projects. So um, this share swap involves two and a half, $2.50 per share. Um, I don't know uh, how the independent third party valued these assets how it uh, came about with 2.5 per share. Uh, so to be honest, I don't understand it. That's why um, I just don't have any of it. And I, I, I don't have any. Yeah, so yeah. So basically, it's fine. I don't understand. So I don't do anything with it. Uh, SPNEC is trading, what, 150% up from its IPO uh, a year ago, right? It started listing in this what December. So about three months ago, so it's up 150% over the last three months. And um, it has to do with that share swap. Don't understand it. So I am just going to watch how it moves. Um, no plans to do anything with it. Up or down, uh, well, in the Philippines, you can short anyway. So not really interested at all. Um, with solars, though, I am very bullish. And uh, I'm going into renewable energy stocks in the U.S., um, we are seeing a lot of renewable energy plays. Uh, obviously, Chevron and this Russian oil crisis has forced people for alternative energy assets, decarbonization. So um, look to buy these things like TAN. I think like the market in general is very bullish on solar. Um, and I think that I prefer getting these ETFs, Investco Solar ETF, which is really the worldwide asset for all these uh, solar assets. No, So this one is a good uh, trend. Secular, yes. So um, so far, it actually nicely corrected here to as high as uh, to, to the $60 area. And so um, I think like what's happening in the Philippines is just really... Uh, a worldwide trend as well. So you've got uh, in the Philippines, a lot of uh, companies going solar and these companies are raising money. And as you see, uh, that 2.5 share swap apparently was uh, independent valuation. Whatever that means, um, what it did is to expand SPNEC from just one asset to perhaps 20 operational projects, as you can see in the disclosure. And perhaps some people can understand the valuation and so they bought it up. Um, quarterly report twice, is there any earnings? Well, I would view that these companies would not earn any money yet. So you could see that income losses, yep. So I would say that uh, it would continue to lose money in the next few years as they continue to capitalize. I'm not sure if these businesses will ever make money. Uh, it looks like these businesses would earn money sometime in the next five to seven years. So these are considered moonshots or uh, venture capital waste. So 
yeah, anything that they would do is up to uh, up to the market to value. Okay, what else? Material information transaction. Let's take a look at these. So it's basically um, Ayala Globe gen generally STTGDC enter enters into a $350 million venture to expand current data centers. They're eyeing a market leadership in the country. So Ayala with Globe is uh, spending $350 million and they will subscribe to new shares in Carmen Edge. This is 100% owned subsidiary of Globe, housing all the data center businesses, which has a potential to expand up to 100 MW capacity in the mid to long term. Globe will remain the largest shareholder with 50%, followed by STT GDC with 40%, Ayala Corp taking up the 10% balance. I think it has to do more with Globe. Uh, so Globe right now has corrected back to about 2.5 area. So after a blistering movement here to about 3.6, you can see that uh, it went almost double from 1.8 to 3.6. And uh, so far, it has corrected downwards to about 2.6. We'll see if there will be a retest here at 2.3. But I think that Globe here at about 2.3 might be a buying area. So we'll see. Uh, I think that uh, the prior resistance is going to serve as your first sign of support here on Globe with a potential range trade play there. Okay, what else is happening in the Philippines? Uh, let's see, index-wise. Um, let's take a look at analytics. So from a percentage perspective, all shares. Let's take a look at your three months, so year-to-date. So year-to-date, your largest gainers, your Nicolasia, uh, 60%, your mark. So basically, all of your mining companies. Uh, ATN, I think, has to do with some solar. So in the Philippines, what has been moving up are mostly miners, solars. Amongst the index, let's take a look at index, uh, PSEI, on a three-month change. In the PSEI, it's been the power units like Aboitis Equity Ventures, AGI probably a catch-up, um, Aboitis Power, so AP and AV running, uh, running the movement with 20% up. The rest of the market has just been within that 5 to 10% range. The largest drop uh, amongst the index names has been ASEN. ASEN has been falling 25% already. Globe has fallen 18%. Converge has been down 16%. Uh, so these are actually growth arenas uh, of the market. Converge is a broadband. Globe, which is also expanding their broad, broadband and data centers. Your Monday is down. Your Pure Gold is down. Wilcon is also down 8%. URC, uh, Lushotan Group, SMC, yeah. Um, I'm not really uh, looking to buy any stock yet at, as of the moment. Uh, so far, I think though that um, I am quite bullish on JG Summit, Seb, Mac, Bloom. So I'm looking, I, I'm seeing that the market is more of a reopening play aside from that commodity boom, which I think is also nearing the end um perhaps we're seeing the market still uh continue the momentum for all these gold plays uh felix apex so miners are still getting some love but i would say that uh we'll see if the this inflationary arena of oil prices are gonna trigger a movement towards green energy so we'll see if um 
I don't know when Asen will get a bid, but we'll see if Asen gets a bid somewhere at seven. Let's see if these growth names will get bought at seven or will it go down to about six. As well as we will take a look at whether the markets in general will find a footing um, as the index is near resistance. You're seeing that the index is near resistance. Therefore, um, outside the index, it would be companies that are going to benefit from reopening that, in my view, will get bought. So my answer would be the likes of casinos like Bloomberry, travel like Seb. So we'll see if, uh, if they will get some love. And um, in the index, we could also see how big the drops on, I know, a large drop. So you saw like the pure golds fall, the Wilcon fall, right? Wilcon fell 10%, Converge fell. So we'll see when these uh, high growth names in the index would find a footing. So I'm not sure if this fell in light of the high growth valuations. That's possibly the, the reason. As I note that uh, most of their earnings actually like Converge, I remember reading good numbers. So it seems as if this drop from 45 to about 22 area, 21, uh, we'll see whether there will be some entries and buyers there. So some growth names in the index like Converge and Asen, we still need to find where the bottom of them will be as we can't see them yet. And um, for reopening, we are also just trying to look. The market seems to be in uh, just in a mining, mining, uh, mining related area in terms of the movements of the volume, the top traded, yeah, mostly mining. But uh, the miners are actually more on the resistance areas, so I wouldn't be too um, too bullish on any of these miners. It's good if you have it, but if you don't have it, do not chase anymore. Let's see. Uh, there's a question. Fa po, ma'am. Fa is PHA. Uh, it's been a while. I haven't been reading much about these things. Fa is going up from 45 cents to 73 cents. Let me take a look. What's the news for the movement? Let's take a look at that. PHA, the most recent company disclosures are... So Feb 24, about a few weeks ago, uh, what did they say? Special board meeting. They have approved convertible loans of 150 million pesos. New data protection officer, interest rate of 8% per annum. This loan is paid quarterly to convert all the outstanding loans from accrued interest to shares of FA coming from fast unsubscribed conversion strike price of 95 cents per share. Um, what exactly is happening to them? Substantial acquisition, November 24. Let's read this. Ito yung may squid pay, no? Tama ba? Is that, is that the name? Uh, wait up. Yeah, ito. FA is acquiring 33% of squid pay technology. Uh, led by Mr. Marvin de la Cruz for the equity infusion of a total of 2.8 billion shares. Um, the subscription shares, the parties consisted of this at a price of 33 cents per share for a total consideration of 87 million in cash. Mm. Sorry, what I don't quite understand. So they subscribed at 33 cents and then what's this? They are 
subscribing again at 95 cents. Ito. Converting at 95 cents per share or 3x. So they subscribe and then their loans or their convertible loan is 95 cents. So parang they're buying and selling. Okay. Uh, I, I don't understand. What else? Let me read through it. Hmm. Says here that the terms and conditions were approved by the FA directors. 925 million pesos subscription. The board was led by Chairman Augusto M. Cosho. Approved the acquisition of 33% of Squid Pay for 561 million pesos, equivalent to 264 million shares owned by the group of Marvin de la Cruz, giving them an SPT 1.7 billion peso pre-money equity value. The price is within the range of KPMG, valuing the company up to 3 billion pesos, investing in the fintech space. So, 60 million dollars yung pag-value sa kanya. Hmm, how much sales ba tong Squid Pay? The funding will come from the 625 million peso subscription. I think it is too speculative, but uh, let's take a look at the nature of material relations. So Mr. Marvin de la Cruz owns 62% of the outstanding capital. It is a homegrown fintech company granted by the BSP as a money-issued license. Hmm. I think it is too speculative, if I'll be honest. Um Can't quite say. It rallied from 50 cents to 95 cents because perhaps of that uh, news since November last year. But uh, just looking at the range prices here, so the company acquired it at 33 cents as they said. So I guess if you're looking for a support, you've got a support at 33 cents and then you've got a lot of resistances here at about 95 to 1 peso. So I think like it's just a huge trading range, like 300% range. I'm not sure what's going to happen here at 70 cents. Um, it could just consolidate here. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's likely to consolidate perhaps here, like ganyan. I don't know. Uh, I am like unaware what it will do. And uh, I, I guess I, I want to do nothing with it. So I, I, I don't know anything about it. Um. So yeah, I think like uh, just a short note in the Philippines, basically you've got commodities running up sky high with all the Russian crisis. And uh, for those who are following me on Twitter, uh, this is my Twitter account, at uh, Trader. We're more active in the Philippines and, um, sorry, we're more active globally. And uh, we can clearly see that uh, this movement right now of the Ukraine is very positive to cryptocurrency specifically Bitcoin. So we are seeing that all of the Russians have seen their company, uh, your, their country's uh, currency worthless like tissue paper and have, uh, uh, and have a strong uh, reason to convert all their remaining money towards uh, BTC. So that's BTC USD. You can consider BTC ruble just to see how much uh, Bitcoin versus Russian ruble has been boom no so basically um russian ruble is uh basically an asset class that is zero and you can clearly see uh the biggest moonshot is basically for all the russians to convert all of their money to bitcoin 
and not to uh, Russian ruble, which has been nothing to them. So th what's that? It's a 14x. It's a 15x for the for any person in Russia who has converted his money towards Bitcoin. So I think like this entire um, uh, this entire war, I've shared uh, my thoughts on the market. Uh, my thoughts in the market is that um, you have some uh, people focusing on uh, their highest conviction. So in a way, number one, Bitcoin will be the main universal currency, at least for Ukraine and Russia. Number two, defense industries in a physical war zone. So you've got all that sustained military spending. It's probably going to increase throughout Europe and US. That means it's uh, going to be positive for Lockheed Martin, LMT. Northrop Grumman. Um, cybersecurity is also not going to be an afterthought. So any company will be investing, susceptible to massive theft, cyber crimes. So a lot of people are going to join um, a lot of cybersecurity companies to, um, to basically save their company from hacking, especially the financials. And number one, and number four, which the Philippines is involved, persistently higher commodities. So the higher commodity prices are nickel prices, coal, oil. It, have it has large consequences to inflation, which only hastens the need, of course, for superb uh, decarbonization trends. And if you think about the decarbonization trends in the Philippines, perhaps that's the reason why Aboitis Power is uh, a leadership move. Aboitis Power is, of course, a renewable energy provider in the Philippines, Aboitis Equity Ventures owns a ton of Aboitis Power. Um, First Gen is also one of the power providers. Semerara is a power provider and, of course, benefiting from coal. So, so far, I think the only power companies in the Philippines are them. Let's take a look at energy names. Um, energy names as a whole, in my view, is uh, top and center. And of course, renewable energies in the Philippines are very little to discuss. But uh, you you have like the likes of you know, um, most people I think are parking in Asen AC Energy. So you look to drop, you look to see where the drops would be. But I'd assume there will be growth uh, growth buyers uh, onto Asen on dips. Haven't bought. Uh, I mean, haven't bought back. We'll see if uh, it get, it gives an entry somewhere at six. Okay, so that's it for you uh, and see you again next week uh, for another Philippine market update. That would be it for now. Thank you. Bye-bye.